This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 471 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And talk about a good neighbor. We have Kelly Apfel. She's with Midwest Food Bank, Florida Division. Kelly, how you doing? Doing good, Charlie. Thank you for having me on the Good Neighbor Podcast. Excited to be here and uh, chat with you. Well, absolutely. And, and, you know, this is a big part of why we even exist, you know, to just share the stories of good neighbors. And certainly you qualify in the food bank. Uh, And also, hey, let's make our residents aware that organizations like yours even exist, uh, because with so much going on, sometimes it's easy to get overlooked, right? Absolutely. And and given the past year, you know, people have really had to look to their food banks for that relief yeah. and that uh, place to go for some help. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I personal uh, contacts that uh, have had to resort to that and, you know, standing in line with, with tears in their, uh, you know, streaming down their face because they, one, they never imagined they'd be standing, you know, waiting to get food. Uh, because they were typically on the other side trying to help out. So, you know, you just never know in life. Um, and, and it's, again, nice to know there's an organization like yours to help out if and when. So looking forward to hearing about Midwest Food Bank. Kelly, why don't you let's start there. Tell us about what you guys are doing. Sure. So Midwest Food Bank, uh, Florida, we are a food and disaster relief not-for-profit located in Fort Myers. Um, The Fort Myers uh, Florida Division opened in 2014. However, as the name suggests, Midwest, we we did start out in Illinois back in 2003 when a local farmer and his uh, family turned their old barn into a food distribution site for local people in need. That has um, grown since and we now have 10 U.S. locations and two international. So I work for the, wow. the Florida division. I have my daughter here. She'd like to join. Oh, yeah. We should bring her on. You want to sit? Can you say hello? <laughs> of course, she would hello. like to. Uh, leave me alone. <laughs> we, we've had, we've had uh, uh, guest kids come on every now and then. Uh, we, we have a family here. <laughs> Recently, had three other kids uh, jumped on the podcast. Uh, it wasn't scheduled, but still, they they uh, they were yep. part of the show. So. When um, with obviously this year, people have had to to adapt and working from home, and have adjusted to the you know the model of my life on mute during Zoom calls and kids popping in, and I feel like. <laughs> No, we just we've learned to to live with those little uh, additions to interviews and such. Yep, yep, uh, that's great. That's great. So, started in Illinois, two international locations, and you said eleven throughout yeah, the U.S. Ten, yeah, ten U.S. ones. So, although yeah. we all function as kind of one, each division is one hundred percent responsible for all its own, you know, fundraising, budgeting. Um, uh, and operational expenses to support its feeding programs. Wow. Wow. And um, yeah, we have obviously, you know, Florida is a is a big hurricane state, so disaster relief is obviously a huge a part of our um our mission. But basically how it works is you think of us as the middleman, right? So we we rescue food from large corporations like Kellogg's or Tyson's or Nestle that have food in excess. And then we send our trucks out to rescue that food. Uh, And then we transport it back to our Fort Myers warehouse where we then um, distribute it and donate it 100% free to 
what we call our partner agencies, which means your local church and churches, uh, veteran supports, schools, mobile pantries, soup kitchens. They basically come to our food uh, once a month and shop our warehouse 100% free for the food they need to support wow. local um, communities. Wow. Very um, cool. Yeah. So we know how to feed people. Um, we know how to rescue food and, and, and transport it and feed people on a mass scale. And just to give you some numbers of what that looks like, in 2020, Florida rescued and donated $52 million worth of food, feeding 2.4 million people. And that was just from our Fort Myers warehouse and feeding That's them. That's amazing. That's yeah. mind-blowing. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, not a lot of people know we're there, but clearly we have a, a real impact in, in feeding people. Yeah. Dang. Now, how about your journey into this? Uh, tell us a little bit about how you ended up with the Midwest Food Bank. Um, so I, my husband and I, uh, my daughter and our five pets recently, about six months ago, moved from New York, but I'm actually from Scotland. So I moved to the U.S. when I was about um, 21, originally did like an au pair nanny program, um, yeah. ended up going back to college here, and then about two years into college, met my husband, and, you know, that was, you know, almost, what, 10, 12 years ago, so, but we, yeah. I've worked for finance, not-for-profit, hospitality, but I, when we were moving to Florida, I literally, and you know, some people say this is maybe some other intervention, who knows, but I believe you put it out there and it comes to you. So when I had my daughter, you know, my husband and I are in a very fortunate position that we've never had to worry about hunger or food insecurity and how we're going to feed ourselves. But once I had a daughter, that kind of, that mindset, it just stuck with me, mm -hmm. the thought of not being able to feed your child. And so... I started to look to get into the food relief industry and we decided we were moving to Fort Myers or to, to, to Cape Coral actually first to follow his, my husband's parents. And I literally go on indeed and up pops this, this role for Midwest food bank. And so I interviewed with them um, and got that job. And, and they are, I mean, the Florida division only has, five employees so we really work on a a volunteer structure so we have over 850 volunteers oh um, yeah i know right talk, talk about dedicated local commitment and local support right yeah right and you know we we you know our rate is that we take one dollar of donation and turn it into 34 dollars worth of food so again mm. about three times what other food banks can do and how and we ensure 99% of all donations go directly to food programs. But we're able to do that because we have those amazing volunteers that give us their time and talents and, and come to our warehouse to kind of take on whatever jobs are needed. Um, so I've had a phenomenal experience working for Midwest Food Bank. Um, the entire corporation, every division, the volunteers, my you know the the team that i work with but not only that the the job opportunity has allowed me to get out and know the local southwest florida community and everybody has been so welcoming and supportive of of, of my of me but the food bank and yeah we were really just my husband works at fgcu and and really just having a great experience to the to the sunshine state for sure good for you guys wow so 
Kelly, how about when it comes to myths or misconceptions of the food bank? What do you hear that you can discuss? Um, you know what? Two things pop to mind all the time is why are people still hungry? In today's day and age, why are people still, you know, worried about this, this term that has come along, food insecurity? Um, so the food is out there. 40% of um, food across the U.S. goes to waste. So it's there. However, the problem is the transportation and the mm. logistics of distributing that food to the people and getting it onto the, the table of those who truly need it. So that's kind of our role. That's where we come in, right? Is that middleman, we say we bridge the gap between those with excess and those with none. Um, so that's the first thing is that there is, there's food out there. People aren't going hungry because of lack of food. What kind of dogs do you have? <laughs> it's a whole zoo here today, Charlie. I have three big dogs. Um, is, is, just a second. Uh, that's great. Wait, doorbell yeah. delivery? Uh, yeah, probably an Amazon package. Knowing my husband. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean that that sounds like our house, boy. Our dog is great until that doorbell rings, and then forget it. You know, there's yeah. no containing her. She is. <laughs> no, one's gonna break, no one's going to break into my house when they hear those three, <laughs> yeah. three hands go. Um, so that's the first misconception is that people are hungry because lack of food. That's not mm. the case. The, the second thing that always comes to mind is when people think of a food bank, they think of shelf-stable items, peanut butter, cans of soup. However, at Midwest Food Bank Florida, our goal is 30% of what we distribute is fresh produce, dairy, and protein products. Wow. Yeah. So we want to feed people what we ourselves want to eat and feed our families, right? There's no difference. So that's something I always really try to kind of highlight and let people uh, be aware of. Hmm. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because what comes to mind for me is always the, you know, the canned stuff. And sometimes it's it's the clean your pantry out after so many years and donate, you know, and I know that's, you know, may, yeah, maybe no, that's a myth too. But. <laughs> absolutely. And we, you know, we always welcome when people want to help and do a food drive. But obviously for us, we know how to get large scale amounts of yeah. food and feed mass people. We can really really stretch that one person's donation that if they want to go to the supermarket and buy food, it's like, give me that $1. I can turn it into $34 worth of food, you know? Wow. So yeah. Yeah. Like That's said, powerful. Yeah. And just trying to make people aware that we're there. Um, we're a great community resource, you know, whether it's, we get a lot of pet food. And so we donate a lot of pet food to the local shelters um, uh -huh. recently we got a huge, uh, donation in from office depot and we happen to have partnered up with Lee schools for their local school supply drive. And so we, we were able to donate school supplies, pencils and, and notepads wow. and, and office supplies that people don't think of, you know? So right. we really looked, looked to kind of be that go to and, you know, you never know where you can help. And that's why my role comes in where I really have to kind of be out in the community and getting to know people and, and creating those partnerships. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, Kelly. How about when you get out of the day-to-day -day busyness there, what are you doing for fun? Um, well, my husband and I are big adventurers, right? I moved from Scotland, then we moved to here. So any adventure stuff, my husband and I 
are always up for a fun adventure. But obviously moving to the Sunshine State, we're really um, really enjoying the beach life. We're currently putting a pool in, um, so that'll be a little messy. Now that'll be a worthwhile project. Um, we have a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, like I said, five pets. So, yeah, we're a small zoo, so we're always busy. We definitely like to be out and about especially you know exploring fort myers and cape coral and like last um sunday we just went to cape coral's um splashdown park we took our daughter there met some friends so yeah always out and about my husband loves a good brewery you know so we're always out and about on the looking for some good beer that's for sure But, Uh but both our passion is travel which obviously this year has um been a little paused Mm -hmm. So um, looking forward to to picking that back up as soon as the world um, balances yeah. back out. So being that you've you're from Scotland and uh, you guys like travel, uh, what's what's your favorite destination so far? Uh, well, you know, I'm biased. Uh, obviously, I love to go back home to Scotland. Right, my family, my mum is still there. There is no. I've, I've I've been fortunate enough to travel a few places, but there's nowhere like there's a there's a a mystique and a magic about scotland especially up in the highlands that no place in the world can kind of compare to but one of my favorites was for adventure wise was south africa my best friend is south african i was her maid of honor and we went out there for her wedding so of course we did you know the um the safari the the dark cape diving with the the great whites um <laughs> yeah no that was before a child we put ourselves in those you know those non-life-threatening situations we but now we have a daughter we have to be a little bit more mindful before we want to throw ourselves out, out of a plane or like i said get in the ocean with a great white or yeah but that was that was one of my favorites purely wow. for the adventure but also to be there for you know meet my my best friend's family in south africa mm-hmm. and that was a that was a phenomenal trip Wow, sounds like it. Very cool. She's still living there. She's actually in London now. Her and her husband yeah. live in London, so we always kind of we when we go back to Scotland, it's always usually a Scotland England combination. She's my daughter's yeah. godmother, so um, you know, oh, wow. yeah. So whenever we can, yeah. So that's definitely always something traveling and getting out there and seeing the rest of the world and all those other mm-hmm. amazing cultures is a priority mm-hmm. for us. Oh, good for you guys. That's great. So how about when it comes to a life hardship or challenge, Kelly, what comes to mind? Something that, you know, in the past you've powered through, as they say, and uh, got to the other side. And now you can you know, look back and say, well, it's a good thing that happened. I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Uh, you know, I think about this every day, especially now being a mother. I grew up in a small village in Scotland with a single mom. Um you know, she, she's now 18 years sober, you know, she was, uh, she was an alcoholic, you know, Mm. not, not great times when you're a younger kid, especially there's a lot of unemployment there, you know, um, and so, however, you know, my mom and I are extremely close, I'm proud of her, um, and, but I, I do look at it as a fortunate situation, because it really made me an extremely independent, outgoing, really not afraid to to take on anything or try any challenge and so when I told my mom you know I, was, I think I was 20 I was going to move to America and I'd never visited here I didn't know a single soul I just said I'm going to move there for a year I'll do I'll let you know how I'm going to do that you know and 
I did my research and I came back to her and she always knows that when I say I'm doing something, I know how to execute it and take care of myself. And, um, but that has followed through, I, I think my entire adulthood. And mm. now obviously as a mother, you, you truly really appreciate your own mother and what the things they had to go through. And, and, you know, my daughter so far has a, has, has a really blessed life. Of course, she's full of people who love her, but I always try to say, how do I, how do I give her some struggle? Right. She needs to struggle in life yeah. at yeah. some point in order to really understand opportunities and, and really enjoy the good times and work hard to get herself to the good times and not rely on the things will be given to her in any way. Um, so that's something my husband and I are constantly mindful of. And, you know, she can be surrounded with love and, and, and people who love her, but she still needs to struggle and work hard for those things. So as a parent, there's no rule book. I, you know, we just try to figure it out as we go, right? She's only two and a half, so we have a long way to go before we know if that's uh, if uh, the results are going to be what we want. But she's a yeah. but I, I love that that attitude. You're right. I mean, life is really about those challenges, and and that's really what what makes us, or you know, and and mm-hmm. I th- I've always felt that one of the challenges that we've had with recent generations is life has been great. I mean, forget good. I mean, everyone is, you know, everyone, I I know there, you know, there are certain pockets and challenges in various parts of the country, but at the end of the day, um, you know, if you want a job, there's a job, you know, if, if you want food, there's food and, and, and clothing and everything else. And, uh, um, there haven't been a whole lot of challenges for yeah. For most, you know? I guess too, it's just a case of knowing how to have you know the hard work mixed with the hope. You know, you can yeah. um, and and to be prepared to life gives you back what you you put out there. Um, yeah. I do genuinely believe that. But I tell all my friends all the time, it's just a roller coaster. You just have to hang on. A lot of the times there will be down times, of course, because that's life. But that's what makes you really appreciate those up times. And all you got to do is try to hold on and, and enjoy it as much as you can and appreciate it as much as possible, you know, because the ride is eventually yeah. over. So <laughs> you may as well I make always, it. Uh, it reminded me of the comedian, is it Bill Hicks? I don't know how that name rings a bell. He actually... He's deceased, passed away in the '90s. But uh, you, you talk about life; you, it's just a ride. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, you yep. get on it, and uh, some people take it seriously, and uh, and you have to remember it's just a ride. Yeah, and obviously, <laughs> so. you know, I deal every day with real life situations, yeah. hunger, and families that are hunger uh, hungry, and those are you know, it, it's. I can only do my small part. You know, once you start to think of all the problems in the world, it's very overwhelming. You can only do your little contribution yeah. however best you can. And for me, that has led me to Midwest Food Bank and Food Relief. And, you know, so far I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying kind of the, yeah. my effort and skills and talents and my knowledge that I've accumulated so far really can be turned into really doing good for other people and trying to really, you know, kind of, help them however which way we can and and i feel like food comes first before we can tackle education or homelessness or mental illness people need food in their bellies and that simple essential thing and so that's kind of 
my role at, and, and with Midwest Food Bank is, you know, we just keep doing what we're doing and hoping to help yeah. and make a difference. One thing you wish our listeners knew about Midwest Food Bank, what would that be? Um, like I said, uh, I mentioned it before. However, you know, we we take that $1 donation and turn it into $34 yeah. worth of food. 99% of all funding that comes to Midwest Food Bank Florida goes directly to our food programs, okay? We have a mm. less than 1% administrative fee. Yes, okay? Wow. So for salaries, wow. it's not for anything fancy. Every donation truly does go right. towards feeding people. Yep, that's great. I know we have listeners who want to get involved, want to learn more. How how can they get in touch? Yeah, you know, we're always looking for we you know, we like to say your um your time, your talents or your treasures. Uh always welcoming volunteers, right? So we can go to our website, midwestfoodbank.org. Uh you can do forward slash Florida. That'll take you right to the Florida division. Um, you can check that out, whether it's for a donation or whether you would like to volunteer. Uh, we also have a Facebook group. It's Midwest Food Bank Florida, and that's a Facebook group. And we, we post a lot of um, our mission efforts there, and we really encourage to be uh, a community engagement platform. So, yeah, definitely check out our Facebook group and take a look at our website. And you can go on the website and, like I said, donate specifically to the Florida Division so you really know that your donation goes to helping oh, local people. Super, super. Well, Kelly, this has been an eye-opener. I know our listeners really appreciate you sharing all the wonderful things you're doing there, and I know uh, many will get involved. So uh, thanks uh, for being part of the community. Welcome. And, uh, yeah. Thanks again. Thank you, Charlie, and and thank you to uh, Good Neighbor Podcast uh, for sharing our mission. We always appreciate that, so thank you. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com, or call us at 239-224-4105.